Welcome to the Pinning Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher. Uh, joined, as always, at, with uh, uh, Hall of Fame coach Dick Briggs, ready to break down some of the wrestling action here that we're in full steam for college and in uh, high schools. But uh, we'll start off uh, kind of going over a, uh, kind of the slim slate, I guess, uh, for, from last week, and then just kind of look ahead uh, here briefly of what some of the teams have coming up. Um, but uh, uh, the one one thing that was on the docket uh, this last weekend, um, the UNI Open. And I thought it was kind of interesting, Dick, that, uh, you know, uh, Doug Schwab in his weekly uh, press conference there uh, said, you know, uh, a lot of times I don't feel good after this this one. You know, a lot of – most seasons they're coming back from Cliff Keen uh, the week before um, two uh, long grinding tournaments back to back. And uh, this year he kind of had a little bit of a different feel. He said that I, I don't, don't feel as miserable uh, as, uh, as he usually does. Of course, the Panthers had a decent uh, performance overall. That helps. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't know where he's coming from, but I can guess, uh, you know, prior to that, they had the, the two duels with the top 10 teams, uh, uh, certainly. So, you know, and performed all right. I think he would have liked to have done better, but did all right. So then, uh, you know, sometimes when your expectations aren't as high, you tend to look at it a little differently. So, you know, like, like for instance, if he's a top five team, and he performed like he did, like the team did. It's a totally different perspective. And so, uh, I, you know, as a coach, I found that I tried to keep my, you know, my goals high, but uh, expectations high, but also realized that, you know, it's a different perspective every year. And so <laughs> this year, it's a, he's kind of looking upwards a little bit and watching his team grow. And uh, so I think that's probably where it's coming from, personally. Yeah, you know, and they're not really at full strength. Um, you've got uh, Tristan Lara out uh, at 49, even though we'll talk about the performance, 149. Uh, uh, um, at that weight class. Um, and then you look at, uh, you know, Carter Isley's uh, not in there. Um but overall, uh, you know, you, you had uh, some good individual performances, um, I think. And I don't think Brody Pesky wrestled. Did he? Uh, I don't think so either. Huh? Yeah. So, um, so definitely not all their uh, all their top guys uh, performing. But uh, they did come away with three champs. I think uh, six finalists. Uh, 12 uh, medalists overall. Um, and of course, the three champions, uh, Colin Real Buto at uh, 149, um, Parker Keckeisen at 184, and then uh, Terrell Gordon uh, up at heavyweight this season, and he came away with a, a tournament title. So uh, seems like a, a better fit there. But out of those three performances, what really kind of 
Uh, anything jump out at you? Actually, Gordon did uh, at heavyweight. I mean, I mean, we knew he was all right and he's decent, but you know, to uh, you know, I just thought that was a nice, a nice performance and good job by him. And and Isley isn't there, so uh, he stepped in and did a great job. And one other thing that's nice about hosting the, the tournament like that is you get to have all of your guys, at least all that are ready and able, wrestle. And, uh, you know, so you're, you're seeing more than just your, your 10 starters and you kind of see a lot of the depth and, you know, who's going to challenge where possibly, and, and, uh, who might be able to slide in where, if you have a, if you have a hole. So, you know, there's a lot of things early on. And if guys are missing this tournament, that's all right. You know, they, they need to heal up. It's a long season of right. college wrestling is. I, I always thought that. And, and, uh, you know, so this is the time to, you know, if you're got some bumps and whatever, to, to get him healed up. So that, uh, the thing with Gordon, uh, you know, uh, Doug Schwab addressed that uh, during his uh, uh, news conference, you know, Gordon had wrestled at 97 before, of course, uh, you know, uh, prep from Waterloo East. Um, but he, he just kind of made reference that Gordon not liking uh, the weight cut anymore. Now, uh, instead of worried about uh, uh, getting down to weight, He's focused on training and building up. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to worry about a number on the scale anymore. So he's actually enjoying uh, the workouts and, you know, coming in the room, lifting, um, and, and trying to bulk up a little bit. And it's just kind of rejuvenated him a little bit, moving up to heavyweight instead of cutting down to 97. So you saw that uh, uh, produce uh, uh, a major and then a pin. Um, pin over Bowen McConville of South Dakota State, which uh, apparently had beaten Gordon uh, a little bit earlier. So he was able to turn that around and, and actually win by fall. So I know Doug Schwab was pretty happy about uh, that uh, for the Panthers. You know, it's, it's amazing how if you take away the, uh, the, the weight cutting factor, you know, how much more fun wrestling is <laughs> sure and, you know, a lot of people you hear a lot of people say that that's the least fun part of wrestling however as a guy that cut a lot of weight i always kind of turned it this way on my you know i didn't cut much my first two years in college but then a lot the next two but mm -hmm. um i always kind of use that as as my psyche both ways once when i was weighing in with all my clothes on and you know i'm looking at the guy next to me and he's going he's going he's going to whoop this guy and then I, he didn't hopefully <laughs> and then <laughs> The, the reverse of that is when you're cutting a lot of weight, the psyche or whatever you're telling yourself with your self-talk is I'm, I'm busting my behind to, and sacrificing to get down there. There's no one that's going to beat me. The only thing that's going to beat me is the scale and the scale is not going to beat me. So that's another thing you tell yourself. So, you know, it, you know, as you're uh, with wrestlers at different places, you know, he's obviously not having to worry about that anymore. So he's enjoying the benefits of, of uh, a meal each, each time he wants one. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you know, the, uh, for me, I think uh, one of the uh, uh, notable performances came at 149 uh, with uh, Real Buto. Um, you know, coming away with a win there. Uh, and it's not so much uh, the first two, um, but the 5-3 win over Michael Blockus of uh, Minnesota. Ranked number 22, uh, you know, Real Buto, um, uh, 
I don't want to say filling in for Tristan Lara because I think there might be some competition there, but but I think uh, Lara definitely the guy. He's getting closer uh, to coming back, according to Schwab. Um, you know, you know but, but that's a that's a big win uh, and shows you know some of you and I's depth or, or what they could do there. And uh, let's not forget the fact that Blockus used to be a Panther and yeah. Um, left the program so yeah. and you're exactly right I, I think if there wasn't a competition for the spot prior to, to to the uni open there certainly is now after that win that was a huge win and uh i'd forgotten about that actually and uh that that was a that was a signature win over a very tough highly ranked wrestler uh, you know former panther now current minnesota wrestler so right uh, and of course, Parker Kekeisen, uh, you know, did his thing as normal. Uh, one of the aspects that I thought was interesting, you know, when you, when you look at his last two scores a little bit, uh, 6061, um, you might be thinking, uh, that's not really a lot of points for him. Um, but uh, Doug Schwab kind of mentioned that. Uh, one of the things that Kakaizen is focusing on is riding guys. And uh, this tournament, he rode guys really tough and hard. You know, everybody knows what he can do on his feet. But uh, sounding like he was working on his top game and outscored uh, his last two opponents 12 to 1. So uh, that must, that might be uh, Kakaizen working on really uh, uh, on another phase of. Of his wrestling, right, becoming more complete. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. You know, he'll be a much more complete wrestler. And uh, you know, and I could be wrong, but I thought he was ranked third to start with, and then on the recent poll, I saw he's ranked fourth. So I don't know why he dropped, but that kid's so fun to watch. He's active and everything. And obviously, there's lots of polls, so maybe I'm confusing him. But uh, um, he's uh, boy to hear he's working on top like that. That's that's going to be a treat for the, for the Panthers. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think the only reason why he dropped was with the addition of miles of mean, maybe oh, yeah, um, certainly. with those guys deciding to come back from Michigan. Um, I, I think of mean and Massa and, and obviously, uh, uh, Soriano. Um, I don't think they were in the, the rankings to start out, but I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure. And that, um, and that's very fair. He, he deserves to be fourth behind those three. I he just, you know, he's done well, but they're certainly uh, admirable uh, ranked kids to be ahead of him. Um, at, at 157, uh, I, I know it wasn't uh, uh, anything in the finals, or, but uh, I, I think uh, Doug Schwab kind of liked uh, the battle there at, uh, at that weight. Uh, Kate Lara and uh, Derek Holschlag, uh, the two of them uh, uh, finished uh, third and fourth. Holschlag was third, beat Lara in the final round, uh, nine to seven. But uh, uh, Schwab kind of made mention about how these two are, are, are pushing each other, and you're starting to see uh, uh, kind of both of them elevate a little bit due to the competition. Uh, you know, Holschlag. Uh, Lost to Minnesota, Minnesota's uh, Brayton Lee, uh, who is ranked. Uh, Lara lost to uh, uh, 
I uh, hear it, Jock of uh, Missouri uh, by two. Um, and then, of course, Holschlag in the final round. But uh, that, that could be a good sign uh, uh, there at 57 for the Panthers that the competition really making each other better. Right. That's a, that's a seeing where your depth is at that I was talking about earlier. And, and uh, there's a good example of it right there for sure. Um, yeah, that's uh, I don't know that. I, I, heck, you and I, we're not in the room. We don't know. But, you know, from the outside looking in, it, it appears to be that that might have been a little bit of a reversal. And, and uh, you know, so good for Hoshaw. Uh, one other thing I uh, want to mention about uh, you and I's performance uh, this last weekend, Kale Happel, uh, runner up at 141, lost to uh, Minnesota's 22nd ranked Jake Berglund, 12 to 9. One, I'm pretty sure Happel has been in the finals of each Open he's competed in uh, so far this year. Um, I think he's won title and two runner-up finishes. Um, and second of all, uh, <laughs> uh, the scorekeeper better keep uh, his eyes open when Kel Happel wrestles because he's put up a lot of points in, in some of these matches. Uh, 14, 11, and 12 last Saturday. I think he scored 11 against Hart from Missouri. Um, you know you're gonna, you know you're going to get a lot of points when Kale Happel uh, uh, wrestles. And, and right now it looks like uh, you know it's it's going to be tough for opponents to really kind of keep up the same pace right. when they're facing him. And, you know, it's been my experience that, that freshmen wrestle any redshirt freshmen wrestle wide open there, you know, and then when they get to be older, when it's, you know, they, they tend to shut down a bit. So yeah. I, I hope he keeps that going and keeps wrestling wide open, like you're saying. And because that's fun. That's great wrestling. It's entertaining. And, you know, when you're a wrestler that does that, you, you want to continue doing that. It's just, you, you know, you kind of hate to have those shutdown matches or slow matches. So um, I hope he does. That's, that's fun and exciting. Yeah. You're going to frustrate a lot of opponents just by that constant attack. Like you said, you know, facing some upperclassmen that see Don't want to say regress. That's not it, but, but they just kind of lock down a little bit and maybe wrestle a little more conservatively. Right. And uh, that, that's going to frustrate, just kind of keep, uh, firing off shots or, or creating action. And uh, that's going to help him uh, just win a few matches just on that alone. Right. So that'll be, that'll be fun to watch, you know, put him and uh, Kakais in, in there. Those guys like to fire it off and there's a couple other guys up in that lineup as well. So that's going to be a fun to watch their growth and, and uh, see how far they go. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, uh, who all takes the trip down to Florida um, for the collegiate duels that we'll talk about here in, in just a little bit. Um, Iowa and Iowa State both had uh, uh, wrestlers compete um, there as well. Um, I know Iowa had two individual champions, um, Patrick Kennedy at 165, uh, came away with a title, uh, Colin Schriever, at uh, 133, um, came away with a title and had a nice win in the finals against uh, Kyle Biscaglia. 
um, of Northern Iowa. Uh, Shriver won uh, seven to four there. So uh, a nice, per nice performance from the Mason City, the former Mason City prep. Right, and, and the t tournament wasn't real deep in that the, uh, some of the teams didn't bring a whole lot of people, but they brought good quality people. And uh, mm -hmm. I think some of the out-of-state teams, I don't know if it's a, a COVID issue or what, but they, they either did not, not as many of them came or they brought fewer uh, wrestlers. So still, the, it still was a very good quality tournament for sure. Yeah, and speaking of that, uh, just on a tangent, um, found out, uh, I think it was today, uh, South Dakota State was supposed to do it in Nebraska, but that's been canceled because of COVID uh, with an outbreak in the uh, Nebraska program. So uh, it's still it's still rearing its ugly head. Um, you know, so hopefully uh, uh, measures can help uh, avoid any any further uh, cancellations and, and postponements. Um, you know, uh, Patrick Kennedy took care of business, uh, beat uh, Grant Stotts and Isaac Judge in consecutive rounds, um, and then reached the finals against Minnesota's Kale Carlson and won seven to five. Uh, you know, I think he really opened up some eyes when he finished uh, second to Marinelli at the Luther Open, and Marinelli needed the late takedown to win that one. So, uh, Patrick Kennedy, somebody that uh, you figure next year will be able to step in to those weight classes where Marinelli and Kemmerer will uh, graduate and uh, be a contributor for Iowa. Yeah, I was I kind of thinking through this through my head the other day. You know, the you know the kids, the wrestlers that are in get that extra bonus year. So does that filter itself out after five years? I think so. So in five years from this year, that all of those wrestlers potentially would be would be done, right, with that bonus right. year? Yep. So he kind of fell into that window where he's behind Marinelli, obviously. And so he's going to either have to take another year or not have it, you know, or not be able to wrestle varsity for a, for a year in his career. So. We'll see how that works out. But, yeah, he, obviously, he's ready to roll, it sounds like, it looks like. Uh, Drake Ayala was a runner-up at 125 for Iowa, obviously the, the uh, former Fort Dodge prep. Uh, uh, won big in his first two matches uh, and then uh, dropped an 8-4 decision to Pat McKee, who I think finished third or fourth last year at the, at the NCAA tournament. I agree. Um, Highly ranked, uh, Russell. Yeah, so uh, uh, a pretty good uh, performance there for Ayala. Isn't it kind of funny how we, we forget about 125 after after Lee? <laughs> he, he makes everyone else look not so good, or at least he has so yeah. far uh, <laughs> in his career, that we kind of forget. You know, that's a great wrestler. You know, uh, but Lee kind of makes everyone not so good <laughs> right right that's for sure um i know uh after the iowa duel kevin dresser mentioned sending uh some of the guys to uh to the uni open and maybe trying to kind of filter things out and i think 165 was 
uh, one of those spots. Um, Isaac Judge and Grant Stotts uh, went down there uh, to compete. Uh, Judge ended up getting third, uh, Stotts fourth. Uh, Judge beating or winning their uh, placing match two to one in tiebreaker one. Um, you know, is that going to be a weight? You know, and Carter Schmidt from Iowa State uh, got fifth. Is that going to be a weight that's going to be a constant? Uh, you know, might be a revolving door until we get to the postseason for for Iowa State. You know, maybe. Yeah, certainly. I don't think that really resolved much. A sudden victory, or it was a tiebreaker uh, win. Tiebreaker one. Yep. I don't know that that really resolves much. Um, and then also maybe 74 as well, if I remember it right, right? They're uh, uh, for Iowa State. Those two might be spots that they're going they to try and make it a little stronger for sure. 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 Um, anything else uh, stand out to you um, from there? At, at the UNI Open? No. Nice job. So, uh, now what's up next? Uh, all these teams will wrestle. Uh, uh, technically, for Iowa and you and I, it's not until next Monday, but we'll we'll call it the weekend anyway. Um, Iowa State um, actually will will hit the mat first, and kind of a this is something I think is pretty cool. And, I agree. Yeah. Um, so Iowa State is going to host Purdue in a duel at Humboldt. Um, obviously both, uh, head coaches, Kevin Dresser for Iowa state and, uh, Tony Ursuline, uh, for Purdue or Humboldt, uh, uh, natives and, uh, wrestled for Humboldt high school, both actually two time, uh, state champions for, for Humboldt. Um, and, uh, so they're going to go back to their hometown and, and have this, uh, I think we've seen it, uh, with uh, with uh, Dave Malachek and Heath Grimm taking their college programs to Osage, uh, Upper Iowa and Wisconsin Lacrosse uh, dueled at Osage, uh, I think, in the past. And, but but this is uh, uh, certainly a lot bigger and, and pretty cool. It's Sunday at 5 p.m. Um, and uh, you're going to get a Big Ten versus Big 12 matchup in the small town of Humboldt. Isn't it cool that little old Humboldt has two – Division one uh, wrestling coaches, yeah, Big Twelve and Big Ten. That's really neat, and and it's what a way to honor the the, the rich uh, history of humble wrestling. Yeah, so I mean that's uh, that's neat. I, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the population of Humboldt is. Um, I know they're they're a two A school. I'll see if I can look it up here quick, but uh, yeah, for them to have two uh two head coaches at the d1 level not just d1 level but uh the uh power five conferences as they say in other sports um it looks right. like uh the population is about just under 4800 as <laughs> they have two two d1 uh coaches in uh you know the traditional power conferences of the Big Ten and the Big 12. Uh, that's pretty awesome. And, of course, uh, 
you know, Purdue, they'll, they'll be playing of Iowa guys uh, for Iowa State, suiting up. And then uh, uh, Purdue, you've got uh, Max Lyon um, from Western Dubuque that will be making the trip uh, here as well. Right. I, I couldn't help but think both coaches are graduates of Iowa, right? Yes, that and, is true. And, and the, the same was true of the Iowa-Iowa State meet. So I wonder if they'll be when they do handshakes at the end. Oh, never mind. We don't go there. <laughs> My, yeah, I never know if you get another scuffle. Speaking might, of that. You might actually see a hug. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, Bedlam series. Oh, boy. Well, we'll, we'll just touch on this before we get on the, the collegiate duels uh, down in Florida, but so Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, they had to do Iowa and Iowa State one better. Uh, did you see the goings on after the Bedlam Series duel that Oklahoma State won handily? But A.J. Ferrari and Josh Heinzelman from Okie State in Oklahoma uh, took things a little further uh, after the duel. Yeah, they were going through the handshake, and obviously something that was said, I think, that this had been boiling probably before the, the day even started from the summer. Yeah. And uh, so, um, you know, having that, I don't know either side of it, but neither one of them were in the right. But at least it was a, you know, it was a takedown and by Ferrari. <laughs> and he, he walked away when everyone started to split it up. He walked away and, you know, not without a little fanfare there maybe or whatever, but you know, maybe it's also a setup for his future career. <laughs> yeah, and see, that was one thing I, you know, I saw being bandied about a little bit. Um, I, I hope we don't get to that point where we have, you know, WBA or UFC type, uh, you know, uh, kind of those faux get your face attract attention kind of things. I, I hope, I hope we're not getting to that, especially with the uh, name image likeness thing and people are trying to build up uh, their following and everything. I hope we don't get to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to go with the resume, but you know, when you have a phone and everyone has access to a social media of some kind, that is where your trouble stems, you know, so you got all that going and, and uh, you know, back in our day, AJ, if you wanted to communicate with the other Russell, you had to call him up on the phone or send a letter. <laughs> That's right. Who was going to do that? <laughs> so now you can just punch some, you know, letters on your on your phone and hit send, and it turns ugly. Yeah, yeah, no, for for sure. So yeah, hopefully we don't see uh, any more of that. But the one thing is too, you know, it hasn't been anything serious. We're not talking Atlanta Braves, San Diego Padres, or Yankees, uh, Orioles, uh, bench clearing brawl, yeah. or anything like that. Uh, yeah. Or Detroit Pistons, uh, Indiana Pacers type uh, malice at the Palace. So, however, uh, they've, they've been fairly tame. Yeah, however, we've had some not so good incidents at the Iowa high school level. So hopefully it yeah. doesn't go to that either. So Yeah. Have you seen anything wrestling related for those? I mean, most of them so far have just been, uh, I've seen a couple basketball incidents, but 
you know, not that that really matters. Um, you don't want to see it in any sport, but. Um, no, no I, and hopefully that's the case. Doesn't doesn't turn to our sport. Sure. Um, well, we've kind of got a new uh, dual event that uh, you and I in Iowa are going to be at. Uh, uh, we'll call it this weekend. Actually, it's uh, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, the collegiate duels, uh, journeyman uh, collegiate duels uh, down at Niceville, Florida, which I think is a panhandle, uh, Florida where, panhandle kind of. Where is it uh, at? Okay. Uh, Niceville, Florida. Okay. I was um, thinking it was in Dustin, Florida, but it's Niceville. Okay. Well, it might be one of those things where it's right, like they're right in the same. Oh. You know, so Niceville flows into. Destin, like Cedar Rapids to Marion, maybe. I, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, just going off one of the releases from uh, USA Wrestling, they have Niceville, Florida uh, listed. Um, well, it, it sounds like there's 12 teams, two pools, and the two pools will compete within their pool but won't cross over. Does that sound right? Correct. Correct. So you're going to have two 16 pools, and actually, uh, you can really consider them four three team pools because one half of the one half of the pool. So I'll just go down. It might be easier just to explain it as it is here. Uh, so the red pool consists of Binghamton, Missouri, North Carolina State, Lehigh, Central Michigan, and Iowa. Uh, so Binghamton, Missouri, and North Carolina State will all duel each other on the first day. Lehigh, Central Michigan, and Iowa will duel each other the first day. And then the two top teams will duel each other out of those six. So say North Carolina State upsets Missouri and goes 2-0, and Iowa goes 2-0, then they'll have a Red Pool championship match between North Carolina State and Iowa. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, the second place teams will face each other for third and fourth. And then the third place teams uh, will face each other for uh, fourth or fifth and sixth in their, in their pool. Uh, so it's, it's a little bit of a, Oh, maybe it's a little misleading because none of the red pool teams will duel the teams in the blue pool. Which so is not going to. I think that's a good thing because it's likely that Iowa could win and should win that red pool, and Penn State should and could win that blue pool, uh -huh. and that that meet is already set up for later on in the season. And uh, you know, you'd, you'd hate to have that meet happen down in Florida when it should be at one of the schools, personally. Okay, that, that's fair. I just thought it, I think if, if you're trying to get closer to a national, getting back to a national dual type event, um, you know, it'd be cool to see that kind of thing. Or even, you know, I, I don't see Iowa losing. I don't see uh, you and I beating Penn State. But, you know, I was also kind of interested, hey, what if you and I and, and Iowa finally got a chance to meet up? But Kind of goes along with the same rationale that you mentioned. Uh, you'd hate to see Iowa and you and I actually uh, face off without it being uh, either in Iowa City or Cedar Falls. Right. Um, 
So I, I, I get it. That might be the only way it could happen. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Um, yeah. But you yeah. and I, you and I drew a tough group with Penn state and Cornell in their, in their three team pool, I guess. Yeah. And you know, it was announced yesterday that uh, uh, Cornell university was shutting down a little bit. Um, I think uh, students were going to be taking uh, courses or, or their finals online. Uh, the facilities and, and stuff were going to be shut down. Um, and some of their uh, athletic events, uh, mainly men's and women's basketball, were going to be canceled for this weekend. I think that sent a lot of panic uh, uh, through the wrestling community. But uh, actually, uh, Yanni Diakamahalis, uh posted on Twitter that they are heading down to Florida. So that interruption uh, in Cornell's uh, uh, daily activities is not going to affect uh, wrestling going down to Florida this weekend. So uh, that'll be good. And as you said, you know, you and I uh, uh, draws uh, Cornell and then Penn State. So uh, heck of a test for them. I assume that was COVID related issue. Yes. Sorry. Yep. yep. I, they, they had, uh, according to the uh, news story, it was a, uh, the Omicron variant outbreak, uh, there on campus. So, uh, you know, so, you know, we, we've seen that we've seen, uh, Nebraska canceling the duel here with South Dakota state this weekend. Hopefully uh, it doesn't get any worse because we've already been down that road of where it's impacted uh, nationals and, and stuff like that. And obviously we want everybody to be healthy and safe, but, um, you know, it's uh, yeah. something we don't want to go down that road again. And hopefully uh, it's not uh, – hopefully it's just kind of restricted or limited in, in its impact. Um, there. So the blue pool, uh, it's, it's a pretty nice field. Uh, you've got Hofstra, Virginia Tech, Arizona State in, in one half. And then, as we mentioned, you and I, Cornell and Penn State. So uh, you could get some really nice matchups uh, there. You know, Arizona State, Penn State, Virginia Tech, Cornell, you and I, and Hofstra. Um, I think Hofstra is kind of being, you know, kind of a distant uh, from the other five, but, you know, especially uh, a top four group too. Um, could be some fun, fun duels there. Right. And, and I don't know Hofstra very well. So, you know, if you and I end up wrestling Hofstra, I, that might be a nice matchup too. So I, I don't know. So, and if you and I had some guys out of their lineup last weekend, I don't know what, they may be bringing so we'll sure. see on that but it'd be fun to watch that like you said some great matchups um yeah one of my favorite college wrestlers you already mentioned his name yanni uh he's just the guy just goes and he's <laughs> man he, it's impossible to score that guy almost but uh and that's gonna be quite a so weight fun class. to watch yeah that's gonna be quite a weight class at the nationals and so forth so sure um so action begins uh monday um, at 10 a.m. Uh, Iowa doesn't uh, wrestle until 6. They'll wrestle their duels back-to-back at 6 and 8 p.m. Uh, for the red pool. At the blue pool, 
Uh, you and I will wrestle Cornell at four o'clock and Penn State at six o'clock on Monday. Um, and I should mention uh, Iowa opens with Central Michigan and then wrestles Lehigh uh, in the final Red Pool uh, duel. Then on Tuesday, uh, you'll have the fifth and sixth place duels at one, third and fourth at three. Then you'll have the Red Pool Championship duel uh, at five and then Blue uh, Blues Championship duel at seven o'clock. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this is received and, and how it plays out. Do you think we'll ever get back to a national duels type event or, or get a national dual champion um, like in the past? At the D1 level, because obviously the other three, yes. other, all the other levels do have that. And do right. I think so? No, I don't. Do I wish they would? Yes, I do. But I just, you know, they've tried so many different ways to do it. And you've got coaches that are unwilling to step in and risk a seat at nationals or do whatever. And so um, I, I just, I, I think, I don't think it's going to happen. So that's my opinion. So anything else from this weekend, uh, uh, Coach Briggs, or anything coming up? I know the desert duels uh, right. there, actually, will occur. Some great D3 uh, competition this week. Um We'll start out with a depressing one for you, KJ. Uh, the uh, Co-Cohawks handled University of Your Beavers pretty good, 54 to 0. So sorry about that, man. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, <laughs> keep an eye on Co because they are a good team this year. They are very good. And uh, they're lurking down there at uh, third, fourth ranked team. But who knows? They could very well walk away at the championship this year. Um, and then Loris. Russell Cornell beat them 40 to six. However, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, uh, Cornell's Killian Paragon beat number five, Zeke Smith at uh -huh. 57 and Casey Allen beat number seven, Gabe Pfizer at 65. So their two wins were over highly ranked wrestlers at, at Loris. So that was, that's a, a step up for Cornell, even though the score is pretty lopsided. They had some two bright spots for sure. Yeah, and those two guys, you know, uh, if you remember, Cornell really did not have a regular season last year. Um, you know, they maybe had about three or four matches before the NWCA tournament. And those two actually caught, I think, caught a lot of people by surprise uh, with how well they wrestled down there. Um, they both uh, uh, performed uh, very well, earning... Uh, uh, All-American honors at the NWCA tournament. Um, and, and you've seen that uh, really continue into this season. They've been uh, two bright spots for the Rams. For sure. And, uh, you know, Cornell had that abbreviated schedule. They started, didn't even start till February, if I remember right, because they're not affiliated with a conference, at least in wrestling, and, uh, or a conference that has a lot of teams that wrestle. So um, that's, that was probably the issue there. But they did pick a pick up a couple of competitions prior to that, and yeah, so they did a nice job there. Um, moving on here, uh, Luther lost twenty-two to sixteen to uh, Wisconsin Stevens Point. Fortberg had a double duel and uh, beat Olivet forty-four to three, and then uh, uh, UWP twenty-four to to fifteen, and uh, 
And then uh, University of Dubuque had three duels. They won convincingly against Schreiner and uh, MSOE, uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering. And then, uh, then they lost to Wabash, 28 to 12. Wabash is a highly ranked team too. So not too bad there for UD. And then uh, Zarek Anderson, the 57 pounder for UD was named the ARC Wrestler of the Week. Wow. Performance there. It's, uh, I, I tell you what, um, there, there are going to be some really fun uh, ARC duels. Um, I think the, the conferences, uh, you know, you obviously have Warburg and Morris and, and Cole at the top, but, you know, I, I think. Uh, You've got some very good teams uh, on the next level there uh, right. as well. And then, and then go one step further, that regional tournament, throw in about 10 other teams that have quality wrestlers. You know, every, right. everyone's bringing in at least one or two quality wrestlers, in some cases more, if you're North Central or, or Millican. And then uh, it, it's just, it turns almost ugly. Like, yeah. like we talked about last week, you know. So, yeah, no point taken for sure. Um, Upper Iowa was off, and they're off until the national duels that happened the sixth and seventh of January. So, uh, no no report really on D two um, this week. Uh, the uh, in D three some actually a good week for for some of these uh, teams. The Gator Boots duels. I always think that's kind of a fun name for a tournament. Oh. I don't know if they give us a Gator what they give for awards or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool if they gave out a pair of Gator skin boots for. Or even a belt or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so they go down and they get three duels each. Loris and Luther are down there competing in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And then Cornell goes to the Prairie Wolf duels, and they'll get four duels out in Lincoln, Nebraska. And Wartburg hosts in Las Vegas, of all places, uh, the uh, Desert duels. And uh, unfortunately, Coe was scheduled to go there, and the administration is not allowing them to travel. That's I think that happened sometime back, but but okay. uh, for some reason it's on their schedule and they're not attending. But uh, the one thing about the Desert Duels is, uh, I, if I'm if I'm reading it right, Wartburg, who's currently ranked second, is going to be wrestling against North Central, who's ranked first now in the latest NWC oh, wow. that I saw. So anyway, the, the rankings have been all over the board, and they will continue to be until. You see who comes back second semester and and see where everyone's at. So right, I do happen to know that Warburg will have a, a couple of guys adding to their lineup. <laughs> yeah, you know one pretty uh, pretty closely too. That's uh, yeah, uh, that'll make an impact. So yeah. KJ, I should say this: I, I was up at uh, up at Warburg and uh, and uh, for the duels last Saturday and. Uh, <laughs> Had uh, Zan Xander uh, Wiedemeyer's mom, Xander Russell's for Whaley Show Rock, came up and was chatting, oh, and she nice. made sure she mentioned that uh, she watches. So, wanted, oh, really? That's well, awesome. For sure, doing that. So, well, thank you for for tuning in. We appreciate that uh, for sure, and you know, hope uh, she had a good time up there. Of course, that's uh, that's wrestling country. And you got Waverly Shell Rock and Wartburg right there, uh, two of the best at their levels in the entire country. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, we'll close up and Coach Briggs, why don't you send us out? 
Hey, let's keep wrestling on the move. Thanks for watching, everybody.